0: 2. The Indescribable Peace of Impending Doom Jack Fulcrum was waiting to die. It had been difficult at first. Nobody really wants to die. But for gunslingers, who expect a violent end, natural causes seems an ignoble departure. It was better to get shot in the head, or maybe the back, like a soldier in the line of duty than to suffer a slow and insidious creep. That was for bankers and politicians and patsies, who always died gasping for breath in some hospital bed surrounded by machines and the sucking greed of their loved ones. But the more he thought about it, the more Jack realized the truth. He deserved it. It wouldn't right any wrongs, but it would prevent him from committing any more. And that seemed like a good thing, It glazed his vile demise with an aura of justice, and so Jack settled into the last weeks of a long life of violence with a peace he had never known. Most days that meant sitting at the dive, reading the paper or watching the world pass and waiting for his silent stalker to catch him. He liked to think of it as a noble cancer, and when he felt particularly weak, like today, he would lean back in his chair the special reinforced one the guys kept for him by the window, and close his eyes and wait for the end. But this wasn't most days, and as he sat there, eyes shut, he felt a small tap on his hand. A greasy-haired child had come to deliver a message about her friend and her friend's dad and about the mean things he did, and Jack figured, shit, what's one more? An hour later, His final indescribable piece ended in a stale apartment on the third floor of a quiet building. The door was open and Jack walked in and saw Nero Lamana, the kingpin, the butcher of Battle Street, sitting on the couch flanked by a small army of well-suited henchmen, including two minotaurs and a banshee. Lamana held up his hands as soon as Jack opened the door. Before anybody does anything crazy, I just want to talk. Jack squinted. Nero wasn't much of a talker, but he was a big man, almost as tall as Jack, and bald. He sported a black-and-white striped suit coat with matching tie. He looked like he had just come from a funeral. Jack looked at all the goons. Maybe the funeral was still to come. Lamanna stood. You wouldn't have come if I just asked, Jack. That much was true. And then it made sense. How the street urchin knew where to send him. Why there was no one in the foyer. Why the door to the apartment was unlocked. Lamana had brought him deep into the slums near the old arcade. That close to the black hand, it was no man's land for the syndicates. Smart. Jack looked around the room and started counting. Four, five, six. He pointed at each of Lamana's thugs. You need sixteen guys to have a chat? Lamana smiled. To be honest, I wasn't sure it was fucking enough. I mean, you're Black Jack Fulcrum, the most prolific hitman in history. My mouth to Goyin's ears. You've killed more people than Craxus. Jack scowled. You're a fucking legend, and you know what? He lowered his voice. My guys will probably kill me for saying this, but it's damned well deserved, too. How long have your boss and I been trading blows, Jack? Jack shrugged. He couldn't remember a time when Lamana and Pimpernel weren't kicking each other in the balls. Pimpernel. Jack clenched his fists. Exactly. And in all that time, how is it that cocksucker didn't have you wipe my gang clear off the planet? He never asked. Ha! Lamanna pointed at Jack in jest. He never asked Jack because he knew you'd never do it. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. You can't because it's true. What do you want? I used to want you working for me. Then I wanted you dead. The kingpin paced around the faded rug in the middle of the room. Fuck, he nodded. I really wanted you dead. Seems like you tried a few times. Yeah, but no one will take a hit on you anymore. Look at that arm. Nero nodded to Jack's right, his draw arm. The jackrabbit, the fastest gun in the world. LaManna scowled at the void under Jack's trench coat. Where's Rosa? Gone. Jack was unarmed. Sixteen men. He realized he should never have given up on a violent death. Nero raised his eyebrows. No shit. He paused. Jack ran his eyes over the menagerie. The little living room was a garden of statuary, stone-faced and silent. Jack knew, in a crowd, you always take the toughest guy first. It slows the others down, makes them think twice. The black and tan minotaur. He was the one. He glowered at Jack over pulsating nostrils. Jack looked back at Nero. What's stopping you? Lamanna turned and lifted a finger. Life is funny, Jack. Yesterday I would have jumped at the chance to catch you without Rosa. But today... He shrugged and walked over to a window. The people in this town, they don't know the truth. Take this loser you came to brace. The kingpin pointed to a thinning man in a wife-beater, bound and gagged and stuffed in a corner behind the living statues. Jack should have known better than to walk into the unlocked apartment. But then in his condition, he wasn't thinking, clearly. At least not like he used to. It wasn't going to be long now. He could feel it. Days, tops. If he got out of the apartment alive. LaManna went on. He's one of Pugs's. Bets on the Saurus races we run out by the serrated hills. How much is he in for? Doesn't matter. What matters is that he beats his kids and on nothing but the word of the street. Nice play. You always had a thing for kids. Jack shrugged. You came here to smash his face in. And? And he still won't get it. None of these losers do. The Empire doesn't keep the peace in this town, neither the city hall, or the Black Hand, and for damn sure it ain't Pimpernel or me. Jack waited. Your boss. You know he's a sick, sadistic fuck. But he's smart. He stays holed up in that dungeon he calls an office, never comes out. No one sees him. That's a problem when you're trying to curry favor with the locals. I got City Hall. But Pimpernel, he's in good with the Empire. But more to the point, he's got you. Or at least he did. Lamana paused. He's gonna kill you, Jack. Jack cocked his head. When you go back to that shitty bar you hang out at. The dive. Whatever. Your old buddies, Rabbit and Togo, are going to be there waiting for you. They're gonna call you in to see the boss, and Zenji's gonna run you clean through with that monster sword of his. How do you know? Lamana snorted. I, I know some things. Guys like me, we have lots of friends who know things. He nodded. And that brings us here. Now that your time with Pimpernel is up, I want you. He pointed at Jack. Come work for me. Jack looked down at his hands. He clenched them shut. He felt so weak now. So weak. He didn't know if he could take the first Minotaur, let alone the second, the Banshee, and thirteen others. He didn't know whether to believe LaManna or not. But it didn't matter. Jack shook his head. Why the hell not? LaManna raised his arms. He seemed hurt. They call you the Butcher for a reason. Nero thought for a moment. This is true. And? Jack shrugged. And I had enough killing. The kingpin took another step forward and opened his arms. Is what I do any worse than the dark red? He didn't wait for an answer. You know it's not. And my guess is that's why you hate your boss. You know what happens to those kids that go missing from his orphanages. Lamana looked right at Jack. Right? Who says I hate him? Oh, come on. Your hatred of the man is practically legendary. Everybody knows you'd snap his prick's spinal cord if you got half the chance. He's got something on you. But whatever it is... Lamanna took another cautious step forward. This is it, Jack. The end. He's coming for you. That's no reason to go over. You're gonna let that child-selling hemorrhoid rub you out? Just like that. No fight or nothing. Jack looked LaManna in the eye. The butcher looked right back. Maybe I don't deserve to live. Oh, I get it. The kingpin nodded. I see. Penance for that shit at the wharf. Is that it? He kept nodding. Shit. You're the only one of your kind I ever met who had a conscience. My kind? You don't get to be Kingpin without the ability to read people. It's like my superpower. Maybe you won't come over. But, LaManna leaned in and lowered his voice. I want to give you something to think about. Jack tilted his head to listen. It was only polite. The only thing that keeps that has kept Pimpernel and me from tearing this town apart is you. He tapped Jack on the shoulder. And by the holy trinity, that's the truth. Why, Pimpernel, would give you up? I got no clue. And as much as I want to, I ain't gonna ask. But it's happening. That much I know. It's gonna kill you, Jack. And once you're gone... Lamana let his voice trail off. Jack ran it forward like a record. Once he was dead, Lamana and his connections at City Hall would bring the police down on Pimpernel's entire organization. Pimpernel would fight for his life with everything he had. A gang war would erupt. The Empire would come. An Imperial Zeppelin in the city at this time of year, when the island was drifting so close to the Aminal Kingdom, was dangerous. After that, it was anyone's guess. Think about it. LaManna signaled his men and walked to the door. One by one, the suited henchmen filed out. The black and tan scraped his horns on the ceiling and snorted as he walked by. Jack watched bits of plaster fall to the floor. Then he was alone in the apartment, with the whimpering man. A clock in the corner ticked the minutes of Jack's life away. He should have stayed at the bar. Jack looked at the man, who pleaded gibberish through his gag. Jack walked over and caught his own reflection in the glass of the old clock, his block head on top of square shoulders, his long coat ending in the twitch of lean hands, the heavy bags under his eyes from skin that didn't quite fit anymore. He was a frail tiger, Jack knelt and pulled the gag off the mark. How you doin'? The man stared, wide-eyed. You know who I am? The man jerked his head up and down in a nervous nod. You hit your kids? The man's voice was mountain-lake cool, but his eyes were on fire. I swear I'll never lay a hand on em, Mr. Jack. I swear to Goyan and the Holy Trinity. I promise. Good. Jack nodded. Then today's your lucky day. Jack stood up and shuffled out.